Welcome back, everybody. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Welcome to Wicked Sources. I'm your host, Mike. So a common question I get pretty often is, um, and it's been reoccurring over the years, people ask, can cannabis help me with my pain? It's a good question. Now, I've got um, many different answers, but I was mostly curious about the scientific answer. What has the science shown us? So we're going to dive into that and more in this segment of Wicked Questions Answered by Me. So, when we dive into the scientific question of it, so this is something from WebMD, and the Research Scorecard National Academies report looked at data from 1999, long ago, reviewing more than 10,000 scientific studies, of which only seven were directly related to pain relief. One of the seven looked at data from 28 studies. Abrams says the evidence on cannabis and pain is strongest for helping nerve pain and cancer-related pain. The committee also concluded that certain oral cannabinoids improved muscle spasms in patients with multiple sclerosis, possibly like tinctures, um, CBD, uh, THC blends, that sort of thing. Cannabinoids are one of more than 60 chemicals in the cannabis plant. Abrams says it makes sense that cannabis may help relieve pain because the body has cannabinoid receptors, also a system uh, that's called the endocannabinoid system. That's where those receptors are found. So in a review of 16 published studies, including more than 1,700 participants with chronic nerve pain, German researchers found that cannabis-based remedies increased the number of people who reported a 50% or more reduction in pain relief, but they also concluded that the risks may outweigh the benefits. People taking cannabis-based remedies were more likely to have sleepiness, dizziness, and confusion. In a small study of 47 patients with Parkinson's disease, Israeli researchers found a 27% improvement in pain with cannabis use. Then we have the um, NIH.gov website. This is National Institute of Health. So introduction of all this is chronic pain represents an emerging public health issue of massive proportions, particularly in view of aging populations in industrialized nations. So, associated facts and figures are daunting in Europe. Chronic musculoskeletal pain of a disabling nature affects over one in four elderly people. That's um, as of 2007. While figures from Australia note that older half of... um, of older people suffer persistent pain and up to 80% in nursing home populations. Particular difficulties face the clinician managing intractable patients afflicted with cancer-associated pain, neuropathic pain, and central pain states. So, cannabinoids and analgesic mechanisms. Cannabinoids are divided into three groups. The first are naturally occurring 21-carbon terpen terpenophenolic gosh compounds found in uh, found to date solely in plants of the cannabis um, currently termed phytocannabinoids the best known analgesic of these is delta 9 tetrahydrocannabinol first isolated and synthesized in 1964 in plant preparations and whole extracts, its activity is complemented by other minor phytocannabinoids such as cannabidiol. CBD is what you know that as. Cannabis terpenoids and flavonoids as will be discussed subsequently.
So here's a diagram for you. Long before mechanisms of cannabinoid analgesic were understood, structure active uh, structure activity relationships were investigated, and a number of synthetic cannabinoids have been developed and utilized in clinical trials, notably nabilone. Wow. In 1988, the first cannabinoid receptor was identified. In 93, a second was described. Both are seven-domain G-protein-coupled receptors affecting cyclic AMP, but CB1 is more pervasive throughout the body with particular uh, uh, predilection to... My, there's just so many words in here I cannot say. I'm struggling. But... Overall, the endocannabinoid system parallels and interacts at many points with the other major indigenous pain control systems, endorphin, um, uh, venyloid, transient receptor potential. A clinical endocannabinoid deficiency has been postulated to be a operative in to be operative in certain treatment resistant conditions. The endocannabinoid system is tonically active in control of pain, as demonstrated by the ability of the, I guess, this specific case, a CB1 antagonist to produce hyper, hyper uh, upon administration to mice, specifically. Then we've got another one from NIH cannabinoids have shown significant promise in basis experiments on pain peripheral nerves that detect pain sensations contain abundant receptors for cannabinoids and cannabinoids appear to block peripheral nerve pain in experimental animals even more encouraging basic studies suggest that opiates and cannabinoids suppress pain through uh, different mechanisms if that is the case cannabis-based medicines could uh, perhaps be combined with opiates to boost their pain-relieving power with limiting their side effects. Lots of words in there that I'm struggling to pronounce, but uh, the NIH is generally pretty good about um, kind of gathering all the data that they have discovered and summing it up. Uh, unfortunately, not that uh, not that well interpreted by an average person like me when I'm going through these uh, case studies to better understand. So it is a important question when somebody comes and asks me, hey, I was thinking about cannabis for my pain. So I have a few clients that uh, have autoimmune disorders and they have considered cannabis um, and they have tried cannabis, but not with not with a whole lot of luck. Uh, however, the, um, the same exact group of people have tried, let's say, cannabinoids like CBD and have had some limited um, results, but nothing substantial to where they can stop using uh, heavy medications. So the simple answer is yes, and according to the science, it can help with nerve pain specifically, um, but for more severe pains, it's unlikely. Now, I can tell you from personal experience too, this is uh, something that... um, I was experiencing as well. About 15 years ago, when I first got my medicinal card to consume cannabis, it was for two reasons. One, because I wanted to consume cannabis legally, and two, because I did have a lot of pain, 
specifically in my knees. Um, I was a traveling musician, specifically drummer, and I still play to this day, but I don't travel anymore. Um, but also lower back pain. The the idea that uh, it may help was interesting, but I had smoked for years prior to getting the medicinal card, but it was my gateway into getting a legal medicinal card. So from those specific experiences, I can say that it never really relieved pain, but rather enhanced it. Now you may wonder, what the hell am I talking about? And some people are going to hate the fact that I say this, but it's going to vary from person to person. So I've read many cases out there where people do get substantial amount of relief uh, for their associated pains. And then I've also heard many cases where it's ineffective. For me, it wasn't quite effective. It enhanced the pain because when I smoke cannabis, and many people know this, they've experienced it too, that your senses are heightened. Your touch, your smell, your taste, your feel, it's all heightened. Well, that kind of speaks for itself, doesn't it? If your feel is heightened, then you're feeling the pain in a much more um, pronounced way. It's... um, it, it doesn't diminish it, it doesn't uh, make it go away, it makes it um, kind of brings it to the forefront of everything that you're feeling. Uh, so this is 15 years ago when I realized, you know, people claim it works for pain, sure. Uh, not enough scientific data to prove it, uh, but also from that experience, I had determined, yeah, doesn't really doesn't really work for me, but I guess it might be for some people out there. Now, when we dive into that NIH studies that are global, Germany and many places, they have effectively seen that it does work for very specific cases, but not for everything. Hopefully, that kind of answers your question. It still falls into the realm of um, maybe I should try it and determine for myself. Though we have already seen substantial amount of data that is showing us that it does work in some cases. Uh, It is not showing that it's working in many other cases. This is specifically cannabis with high levels of THC. I'm not talking about cannabinoids like CBD or any of the other cannabinoids, CBA and CBN, and uh, all of these things combined do something, uh, and they are working for some people. But this is specifically just cannabis if you were to smoke it. That's my experience. And then, as you saw there, uh, for that brief time, some of that data that I covered um, suggests that it works for some, not for others, and it's very specific to uh, case by case. If you're wondering the same thing, the answer comes back to uh, you're going to have to try and determine for yourself if it is actually effective or not. So, if you found some value, smash the like for the algos and subscribe if you want more. Anchor.fm. If you've ever wondered about starting a podcast, now is the best time. Anchor.fm allows you to record, add music, transitions, and so much more. They'll even help you distribute your podcast to multiple platforms, all automatically. Anchor.fm. Try it today.